In the last days, the Apostle Peter tells us, there will be scoffers. They will willingly say, everything's always gone on from the beginning of time. It'll continue to go on. And Peter said they're willingly ignorant of the fact that God destroyed all of the people on the earth except for Noah and his household whom God saved. God destroyed everyone else and they willingly forget that. First, Second Peter chapter 3 start at verse 1. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by the way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that was then being overflowed with water perished. So things haven't gone on from the beginning of time just the way they are now. Peter says in verse 7, But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store. It's not accidental that the sun is out there every morning and that it gives its light, and that the moon is out there at night, and that the solar system continues to operate as it did from the time when God created the heavens and the earth. This is not accidental. God created the heavens and the earth by the word. Let there be light. There was light. By the word, everything was created. By the word, it's kept stable. And by the word, at the end, God will shake the heavens and the earth and eventually destroy the entire earth. So it is the word that held everything in place. It's the word that caused the rain to come in the day of Noah. It is the word that kept everything in place between the time of Noah and now. And it is the same word that will destroy this, this earth, the heavens and earth in the end. And before the destruction comes, the great tribulation, the 14 plagues that God will bring upon the wicked 
who are still on this earth. You can read about that in Revelation chapter 8 through 16 and read about each one of those plagues. Again, 2 Peter 3 verse 7. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire, because God will destroy the heavens and the earth by fire at the end. Kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. God does not see time like we do. To him, one day is as a thousand years. Well, if that's the case, it's been in God's sight two days since the crucifixion of Jesus. In our sight, it's been 2,000 years. So when we look at it and we see, well, Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead, but it's been 2,000 years. Everything will just keep going on the way it is. That would be a scoffer who willingly forgets facts. I've known people that willingly forgot facts, and I had to call the facts to their attention. Some people can't handle the truth. The devil is in them because the devil is a liar, and he will speak to us exactly opposite from the truth. And he speaks very often by just bringing a thought to our mind. Nothing's going to happen. Why, this is going to be the same all of your lifetime, so go on with life just as usual. Nothing's going to happen. Verse 8, 2 Peter 3. Be, but, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but he is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. The day of the Lord is like a thief stealing their life away from them. Their life will never be the same again. We've had a taste of that with coronavirus. Before it hit, we were living life as normal. After it hit, everything stopped for a while. It was shocking. It was very shocking to me to see the whole earth change within a matter of a few days. It was like a thief because businesses closed, people lost their jobs, children couldn't go to school, college students couldn't go to school, all the sporting events were canceled. Everything changed. It was taken away from us like a thief. This is the way uh, the apostle Peter says the day of the Lord will be. 
it will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Now before that happens, the great tribulation comes. And that will definitely steal from people because life will be very affected. Just look at the situation right now in 2020 with the fires in California that came as a result of lightning. No man can cause lightning. God caused that lightning. It changed the life of the people in California. It burned down their houses. It stole from them. It burned their businesses. Everything changed. They were left with rubble to have to continue to try to live on this earth after the destruction. That's the way the Great Tribulation will be. It'll be just one thing after another. The Old Testament prophets described it like this. It's as if a man ran into a bear and all of a sudden he turned and ran into a lion. Or he went into his house and he thought he was safe and he put his arm up against the wall and a serpent bit him. One thing after another, that's what's coming. Some people want to think, well, that's not coming. Well, that's what the Bible says is coming and it will come. They are scoffers when they refuse to believe the Bible. And probably some of you listening to these podcasts have thought, she talks too much about this great tribulation. Well, it's coming. It's a warning to you. It is coming. You can see by the situation with Noah, by the situation with Lot, what it's going to be like. Look at Luke 17 for a moment. Concerning that which is coming, Jesus says, verse 26, Luke 17, And as it was in the day of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now look at Genesis 6. This is where the flood came that destroyed everyone except those people in the ark. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, 
for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Mighty men, great athletes, great actors, great businessmen, great industrialists, mighty men, When you look at them, you think nothing could happen to them. But all die and perish, and then will be judged by God. In the meantime, when the cup of wickedness is full in the sight of God, he will bring the destruction upon this present earth. Is it getting better now or worse? Was there more biblical morality in 1940 or in 2020? Why, it's easy to answer. All you have to do is turn on your television. If you're godly, you're going to be greatly troubled by what you see them do on television. You're going to be troubled by commercials. You will certainly be troubled by movies and what they do in the sight of man. For the sin is being flaunted in our face today. And as you flaunt sin in the face of this world, that tells you that the majority of people on this world approve the sin. Otherwise, it would not be on television. So with this sin that we are seeing today, as it increases in front of our face, it's also increasing in the sight of God and the time will come just like it did in the day of Noah and in the days of Lot God has had enough of this sin and he sends destruction which judges the sin Genesis chapter 6 verse 6 and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart and the Lord said I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Verse 8, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Verse 11, the earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. What do we see today with all these protests? They say they're seeking justice, but also we see them burning buildings, breaking into buildings, stealing merchandise from buildings, setting the buildings on fire, We see violence in the hearts of the police. 
We see violence in the hearts of the protesters. Violence, that was one of the key things that brought about the destruction in the days of Noah. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. But God made a way to deliver Noah and his household. But God brought the rain, which continued for 40 days and 40 nights, and the whole earth, even to the highest mountain, was covered with water. It was something like five and a half months of being in that ark before the top of the mountains were visible. In the days of Lot, there was such wickedness in Sodom. And we read in the account of it in Genesis 19 that the evil had reached the ears of God and God sent the angels to destroy Sodom because he heard the cries of the wicked. He knew what they were doing. Genesis 19. It was late in the day when God had the two angels arrive at Sodom. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot seeing them, rose up to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. Angels don't have wings. They just look like regular men. There's a scripture in the New Testament that says, be not hesitant to entertain strangers, because by doing so, some have entertained angels unawares. Angels look exactly like humans. Lot rose up to meet these two angels. But there's no indication that he knew they were angels at first. By the time it was over, I think he knew. But at first, Lot was going to protect these two men. Because Lot knew of the evil and wickedness in Sodom. He knew what was going to happen to these two strangers. He was going to give them protection. Verse 2. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early, and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And Lot pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him, and entered his house, and he made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round both old and young, all the people from every quarter, from every part of Sodom. They came out and encircled Lot's house. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, 
Where are the men which came in to thee this night? Bring them out unto us that we may know them, that we may have sex with them. These were homosexuals who had surrounded Lot's house. And Lot went out the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Lot knew it was wrong what they were doing. He knew what they were about to do was wicked. And yet he lived among them. Lot said, Behold now, I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you. And do ye to them as is good in your eyes. Only unto these men do nothing. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. The men of Sodom said, Stand back. And they said again, This one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs be a judge. Now we will deal worse with thee than with them. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. They were going to do worse to Lot than they were the two men that were visiting Lot. But the men, the angels, put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness both small and great, so they wearied themselves to find the door. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxen great, before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. The sinners, the cry of the sinners has gotten so bad, it's come before the face of God, and he's going to destroy Sodom. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up! Get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But Lot seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law, so they didn't pay any attention to Lot. They were destroyed with Sodom. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. Don't put it off. Leave. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad, that they said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee. Neither stay thou in all the plain. 
Escape to the mountains, lest thou be consumed. But Lot is going to argue with the angels now. He's going to say, I can't go to the mountains lest I be killed. Let me just go to this one little village. It's a little one. Just let me go there. And the angel said, well, I've heard you on this and I will let you do that. The name of the village was Zoar. But the angel said, haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Then Lot escaped to the mountains, just like the angels had told him to do in the first place. When he saw the fire and brimstone, it scared him. And God overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew up on the ground. But Lot's wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. The angel had said, don't look back, flee, don't look back, go. Now, Jesus says the thing that's coming upon the earth now is that great tribulation, which is prior to the destruction of the heaven and the earth. And Jesus said it would be like in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot. They would be eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the destruction came and took them all away, destroyed them. We can't flee from this earth. Peter tells us what we can do. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 14. Be diligent that you be found by Jesus when he returns, that you be found in peace without spot and blameless. You can't be agreeing with the people who are violating commandments of God in the Bible. You can't be in agreement with them. You can't be upholding the wicked people. You can't be upholding the churchgoers who are violating Scripture. You have to put yourself in a state of peace without spot and blameless. You can never be at peace with the ungodly if you are godly. You can never be at peace with the churchgoers if you are godly and they are violating Scripture. And the only way we can live on this earth in peace is to live here as if we are strangers and pilgrims, just waiting for the new heaven and the new earth. If you get involved with their political things, if you get involved with their protest, You'll be swept away by the evil that seems good to man. We come apart and follow God by doing that which is brought to our mind by the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. That's the only thing we can do. We have to live in peace every second of the day. 
And that means connecting with God in all things that trouble us and letting him show us what to do. That's the only way we can live in peace and without spot and blameless. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.